Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's podcast. Brains. Zombies. Sorry, I stepped (laughs) over your shit. Always, I'm I'm Nicholas. I'm joined by noted cow enthusiast Justin. Oh, and, and um, serial killer apologist Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Me, <laughs> I think you two are the ones a little more uh, on that side of things. <laughs> you are dishing yeah. out the stats like you had the. I don't like, I had, like I had the full, like I had the full trading card set. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder how much we could make off a serial killer trading card set. Well, if you listen to an upcoming episode of Media Pod Smash, you'll find out how we feel about me wow. uh, serial killer trading cards. Yeah. So, oh. but what is today? Today is day. This is day three. Today's day. It'll be day. This will be day four content. Yes. Right. So far, so far, so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still on track. We're, we're yeah. four. We're four for four. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't speak too soon. We still I'm, have to edit this. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Okay. I, good. I, good. I have, I have, I have good thoughts. I, I, you know. So. Okay. All right. Well, I guess before we get to the subject at hand, the spooky. Because, you know, we are deep into Halloween. Well, not deep into Halloween season. We're fresh in to the Halloween season. Yes. So we, we've got a, a special, as as noted from our all bad attempts at making zombie brain jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. I'm just going to cut my voice line out completely from that. So it sounds like you you two just had the idea. Well, I said zombies. I didn't say brains. So. <laughs> okay. So well, we, I'm still uh, going to cut my shit out. We do yeah. have we, we do have some... <laughs> Some definite uh, zombie coverage coming here in a few minutes, but let's let's handle a little pop culture news right up top. Okay. Um, the the biggest news that came out of the week: Super Bowl halftime show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so both of you heard the announcement then. Like this is not this nope. is not, no breaking okay. no breaking news here. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of breaking that in the podcast world, in, in our world anyway, but uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and I'm going to need one of you two younger people to explain where Kendrick Lamar fits into this group. Uh, don't ask me. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm sure he was just influenced by a lot of these people. I mean... <laughs> he's a I mean, I gotta say, this is the first halftime show in a long time that I'm at least intrigued mm-hmm. like yeah, we're I don't necessarily, this, this isn't gonna suck yeah so like uh, it's like all right um you know like like who was last year last year was oh i don't even remember we walked away uh wasn't it like bruno mar no no it was uh the oh, weekend the weekend, the weekend it was right, fucking yeah awful that's right yeah that was really bad <laughs> i um, use those then, th- i use that time to get snacks yeah that is true uh then the year before was j-lo and shakira oh that wasn't too bad yeah if you put it on than, mute well yeah <laughs> you didn't you didn't need to you didn't need to hear them yeah yeah i mean it's it's really been a while since there's been one going into it where i haven't been like well this is gonna suck yeah and it's uh Somebody's going to wear their thumb out and get the uh, carpal tunnel on that red button, though. On the- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. I, yeah. I'm, for, I, I'm excited for this, though. I actually I like a lot of these artists. Uh, so Same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to find any of them on my iPod. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not like I don't hate them. Yeah. So, you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't really honestly know a lot by Mary J. Blige. Like I'm obviously been aware of her for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and then I know nothing about Kendrick Lamar. 
I, I could not name a single song he's ever done. He's yeah, got think, some really good I think shit. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I'm I'm and of the rest of them, I'm definitely well more versed in Eminem. Mm-hmm. But I, I have I have heard Snoop a few times and Dre Dr. Dre has obviously been around for a long time. Yeah. So is so is Snoop. Yeah, that is true. The only one of those I've seen live in concert. Oddly uh, enough, yeah. yes, the only one I have also seen live in concert. Uh, Project Revolution. Yep. Uh, Lollapalooza. Oh, nice. Okay. Where Sweet. where where uh, Snoop opened up for? He was in between Corn and Tool. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I think he was on before Lincoln Park and Corn. See that lineup <laughs> makes a little more sense than going Corn Snoop Tool. <laughs> yeah they're still like <laughs> both of said, them are still pretty odd i think it was the used less than jake snoop dog lincoln park corn <laughs> right okay so the first half makes like this is what i said with like when i saw Lollapalooza. corn and snoop make sense corn and tool make sense the three together yeah make no sense yeah right <laughs> 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 they made dollars. Oh, um, that, that was actually the last touring Lollapalooza because now it's just it's just in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that was the because I mean, well, and the and the headliner, the the closing band of the night, Tool wasn't even the closing band. Orbital was the closing band. That's um, weird. I would say seventy to eighty percent of the crowd left after Tool. Like it was just kind of like Orbital came out and they were like, "Oh, that's who this is." I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> just just hang out, let the traffic die down. Uh, that's and I think that's what several of the people who were still there were. It was just like, "Let's can we see outside?" The, okay, looks like traffic's kind of died down a little bit now. We can. <laughs> yeah. Orbital is that? That's like a techno band. Yeah, I mean that was the one of the precursors of EDM. They weren't calling it EDM at the time. Yeah, they were probably just calling it techno. Okay. But, I mean, I mean, Orbital, uh, Dust Brothers, people like that. Oh sure. Been, would have been all um, Moby at a certain se- at a certain point. You know, they were all they would have all been. You know where the. I don't know. I can't even name the EDM bands now. I mean, other than <laughs> Steve Aoki. I mean, like, hey, there you the, go. Oh. These would have those would have been the bands that probably inspired Steve Aoki and all those people. Right. Sure. You know, um, sure. But yeah, no, I mean, it was it was it was such a weird because I think James and the Marley Brothers opened up for that. <laughs> like it was just like it was such. And I know that that's what Lollapalooza was trying to do, mm-hmm. like bring all of these cultures and all of these different bands together. But like. I mean, the first couple of Lollapaloozas that toured, like, yeah, they were slightly different genres, but at least they made sense. Like, you're you're digging from two different pools when you're putting Tool and Snoop on the same lineup. Like, yeah, there's not, there's, not a, there's not a lot of crossover there, you know? Right, for sure. <laughs> Although it would have been very interesting to, interesting to hear, like, Snoop come out and try to sing Prison Sex with Maynard James Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> a mashup? Hell Yeah. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he can have a cooking show and stuff with Martha Stewart, he can do anything. True. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the Snoop Martha sex tape to come out because you know, oh, gross. <laughs> I didn't say I want to watch it. I'm just saying, like, it's gonna those two. They are awfully <laughs> close. Yeah. So so basically, uh, what we're saying that as as the 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 halftime show gets the the pop culture roulette. Two thumbs up. Yeah, maybe not. Stamp. Maybe not quite. Maybe not, not quite the stamp of approval because we haven't seen it yet. Right. Right. But, but you know, two thumbs up. Like we're we're okay with this one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, still want Metallica or Weird Al, but right. you know, at least it's a. <laughs> at least it's not a country band. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's true. <laughs> or Foo Fighters. We we also wouldn't mind the oh, Foo Fighters. That is. They're that also is on the list. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Um. There's right. a little AGT news. Oh, this podcast can't go without AGT news. Now, this, we, is, we this is breaking news to me. This Damn. is not a. This is a. This 
you know, we're going to have a couple episode break of AGT content. Mm-hmm. But AGT Extreme is official. It is going to happen. They haven't given us a release date yet. I'm assuming sometime later in the winter. Like it's going to be a shorter one, probably, you know, and, uh, you know, probably come around November or sometime, maybe January. I don't know. But, you know, obviously they're going to have to knock it out of the park before the summer, you know, the, the June, you know, end of May, beginning of June starts up with, with the regular AGT. Uh, Terry Crews is back as the host. Nice. Good. Uh, Simon Cowell is one of the three judges. Of course. Um, I could give you a hundred guesses and you would never guess who the other two judges are. Well, we've got time. All right, okay. Justin, you All start. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to assume it's going to be one male, one female. Okay. All right. You're at least on that track. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down a little bit. They've never been, neither of them have ever been judges before, at least I'm, on this show. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Lady Gaga. I don't know why I'm going with her. And oh, Peyton Manning. Okay. Um, <laughs> neither one of them are anywhere close to being accurate. So, All right. All right. I'm going to say Chris Hardwick and Elizabeth Banks. Ooh. Oh, uh, see, here's where you fall. Chris Hardwick was a guest judge, the one. On oh, the yeah. So, yeah. No, because um, he does anything. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He he does do anything. No, uh, Travis Pastrana. All right. And Nikki Bella. I forgot that it was supposed to be an extreme yeah. thing. So Travis Pastrana makes sense. And I guess Nikki Bella makes sense because she's one of the Bella twins. Yeah. Oh. One of the, one of those wrestlers. Wrestlers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to quick Google hey, that one. If I would have remembered it was extreme sports, I probably would have thought of that. Or I would have said Johnny Knoxville. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I could have given you a hundred guesses each, and I don't know if either one of you would have come up with Travis Pastrana <laughs> and Nikki and, and Nikki Bella. Definitely like, not. Considering yeah. I didn't even know who Nikki Bella was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I maybe eventually you would get to Travis Pastrana, but like uh, you know, on guess a thousand when we're at a four hour podcast, like <laughs> if you would have just said Nitro Circus, I'd have got it. Well, yeah, but I, you know. Um, and then I guess one more thing before we get to the the, the meat of what you've come for. The, okay. The brain of, of, of uh-huh. it. it uh, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have settled their lawsuit. Yes. So. No court. So uh, it looks like. I mean, no official word, but it looks like uh, she's getting about a 40 mil payday. Must be nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and um, it, also right. guaran- it also guarantees that Scarlett Johansson and Disney can and will work with each other in the future. Um, right on. So, so I mean, wait, wait till you get that Aniston money, Jeremy. Then you won't have to worry about that. 40 <laughs> million. Yeah. 40 million is nothing. That's true. Yeah. I'm gonna be but, wiping I mean, my ass with that like, soon. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people were were mad when she filed the lawsuit because they're like, "Oh, she's just mad because you know she didn't want people to be able to see the movie at home and go to the." That's not what it was. It was Disney made a promise. They signed a contract saying that she would get X amount of money if the movie does X amount of you know business. And when at the last minute you change the deal and don't like go hey here's what we'll offer you instead disney had to pay the viper you know right and it's not and quite honestly it's disney they they probably just went 40 40 million yeah intern go check the couch no no no, (laughs) deep deep left cushion no no that's 60 million get the 40 million all right <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Pick, pick one of these briefcases. See how much you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're holding yeah. doors open with bags of money over there yeah. in the studio. Yeah, they're they're not and, it, and especially the Marvel studio that's literally just printing money. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like yeah. how how many of these sacks can you fit in your trunk of your car? 
Whatever uh-huh. you fit, you get. <laughs> all I can pick up is forty million at once. Well, that's what you get. That's all all right. you get. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I I don't I don't blame her for for uh, filing a lawsuit because you know that that's a breach of contract. You know, plain and simple, and that's why they had to settle. You know, they they knew she was right. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's all. So it, and it also it also guarantees that we will get. Uh, more Black Widow, possibly. But I guess there was a, another movie or two that she had signed up to do for the Disney that was maybe falling off the table. But now that they've settled the lawsuit, it's back on. I can't remember what those movies are, and I'm not going to take the time to Google. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. here we are. Yes. In October, our favorite season we're deep into Halloween territory. Yeah. We're four. This is day four of, of our 31-day content. We've been prepping for this for quite a while. We have been. Jeremy's yeah. done a lot of work. Kudos Jeremy to Jeremy. Has. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think he might sleep through all of November. <laughs> yeah. It's looking pretty likely yeah. at this point. <laughs> now, he might he might not actually make it to trick-or-treat on Halloween night because he'll be he'll be passed out. He's gonna be but, sleep. He's gonna be sleeping outside with a bucket of candy. Sign that just says "Take one." First kids, just like he's asleep, takes the whole bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we are we're gonna try to do it. Well, not try. We are gonna do a themed episode. Uh, every. I was gonna say starting now. Starting now, we're <laughs> we're gonna be doing a themed episode every week. This week, our theme, as if you hadn't guessed, is zombies. There's a crayon in my brain. (laughs) Brain. Oh, and then just move on because there. All right. So, the first zombie movie was 1932. Oh my goodness! Was a little film called White Zombie with Bella Lugosi, who I'm sure will come up again in a couple weeks. Wait. Well, spoilers. <laughs> well, I, I, actually, I don't know if he will because I don't know if that one made the list. Um, it, I think it did. Um, you might be one to look at th- week three. Week three, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't. I don't know what we're doing a week by week basis, so I just need to be told. <laughs> um, I don't seem to have that list. Anymore. Maybe not. Maybe I put it in wrong. Either way, uh, it doesn't matter. I, well, now I'm worried because I know I wrote it down. Oh, okay, you're right. It is week. Three. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we will be talking about Bella, Bella Lugosi again. Um, man, I'm going to have to do the harder subject for next week. All right. Well, at least I looked that up. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Um, okay, so the first one was White Zombie. Now that was more of the the Haitian voodoo curse style zombie. Um, and really that's the beginning of the, zo- uh, the, the zombie mythos. Um, most of it comes from, from the voodoo, like the, the Haitian curse, the, you know, that style of zombie, that's where it really kind of, you know, that the zombie as a, as a movie trope or, or just a, a literary genre, that's where it, it starts from. It it did appear in some literature as far back as 1697, but they described okay. they described them more as like a spirit instead of yeah. like the brain hungry cannibalistic well, creature. Because when when you're talking more about like the the Haitian curse, there's that there is a uh, a drug that they can give you that kind of turns you into a mindless zombie. Um, and they yeah, it's would called, do... it's called a retail job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they would they would give you know people this this drug to basically put them to work out on on the the plantations and keep them docile. Um, and then of wow. course that's kind of scary. So, but not scary enough. So you got to amp it up. You know, you got to make it a little worse. You know that well. That's where everything is. Like you know, all right, child molesters are scary, but you know what? They're even scarier. When we kill them, give them knife gloves and make them dream uh, fight you in your dreams. Like that's even scarier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. 
Uh, fast forward from 1932 to 1968, you don't have much change of the, in the zombie genre. Um, I mean, Night, Night of the Living Dead in 1968 is, is thought of as kind of when the modern zombie movie, modern zombie started, the slow rambling, like literally coming back from the dead uh, kind of way. It's... He didn't get that idea from nowhere. He he adapted it from other places. There are other examples that came out kind of even before that. But this is the first, like most people say, this is the like the modern era. This is when it starts. Night of the Living Dead, nineteen sixty-eight. That's, that's when. Nice. That's when the uh, the zombies really got that cult following. Uh, right. The genre would have been right around that time. Um. So we'll we'll get to it at the end because I have a whole like you know paragraph or two of things to to kind of finish us off with. But um, so in 1968, when that movie came out, the Walter Reed organization, which was the film company that released um, *Night of the Living Dead*, forgot or just failed to place the copyright on the pictures are, are on like the beginning of the movie. They just, they, for, I guess what happened was they like, they changed the name of the movie from like, I think it was originally like night of the, like or night of the eaters or night. There was some other, and then they changed it to night of the living dead because it made more sense. And I guess they, they just forgot to put the copyright on oh, and wow. copyright law at the time required that symbol or that, that to be on there when you disseminated it publicly to actually count. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so because they forgot it, that movie really made not George Romero. It made him a household name, but it also made him no money. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's why that movie was as popular as it was because like basically after you know a little while like every every tv station that was like we need to air a schlocky movie at noon on saturday went well that that one's free and people like it done <laughs> you know because it kind of instantly became public domain <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so, i mean uh, not for them but cool uh, for whoever, everyone else <laughs> whoever well, dropped the ball on that one <laughs> yeah you know some somebody definitely dropped the ball and and that's why there's so many like sequels like that are not authorized or not done by george romero but you know and like you know i said i've got some things to say about it later that kind of when we kind of wrap it up but okay um but this gets us on to um so where do you sit with the slow zombies? So I'm talking Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, like so 68, 78, 85, the rest of the Romero series, uh, Shaun of the Dead, The Walking Dead, uh, you know, that style, the slow kind of shambling, rambling, or the fast zombies. So you're talking like World War Z, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, Army of the Dead, uh, the 28 days later style. Mm -hmm. Where do you guys sit on that fence? Hmm. Yes, personally, I like slow, but I mean, obviously the faster, a lot more intense and scary. They make for a more scary movie, um, but slow is just, you know, so iconic. Right. So it's kind of hard to, you know, go against that. Yeah. I'd agree with this more slow pace. Cause I feel like that if there was that, uh, something that would cause like a zombie outbreak after you've already, like if you're, you come back to life, I feel like you're going to be a slow moving. You're not going to be this fast running and it's going to kind of like when you're overtired, you're just, you're a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now like, have you seen Justin, have you seen most of the, or any of the Romero movies outside of like the original ones? Uh, yeah, I've seen most of them. All right, so like Land of the Dead, um, where like there's the the you know Pittsburgh's basically been walled off and it's supposed supposedly zombie free, and they just kind of go out and like search for stuff, and then you see like the zombies are sort of starting to like eventually like they kind of say like if you leave them alone long enough, their brains start to 
kind of turned back on. Like they're starting to figure stuff out. Like I that that's an interesting concept that Romero introduced, you know, towards the end of his little series, where like the zombies were not necessarily getting fast, but they were just starting to get smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, given I, long enough, they could evolve. I mean, I guess I guess they actually things. I guess they actually reintroduced that concept in in Day of the Dead when they had Bub. Like they were teaching him, or trying to, you know, mm. in the in the on the army base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's an interesting way to take it uh, and to improve upon the the genre. I mean, and it kind of gives you uh, a sense of urgency, like for the main characters. Like, all right, well, we got to hurry because these fucking things are definitely gaining knowledge. And yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So you've got uh, also several possible causes of mm-hmm. the zombie outbreak. Every movie kind of does its own thing. Um, some some movies just choose not to ever really say what the cause is. It's just like, oh, but people are dead and they come back. Uh, you've got chemical, you've got infection, you've got radiation, you've got curse. I mean, those are the ones that I could think of. I'm sure if you know you guys put your heads together, maybe you could come up with a couple other ones. But yeah, yeah. we spent any time on the Google. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few more that I'll bring up when I go over my list today. Uh, well, let's do that then. What is what are your <laughs> top three pop culture zombies okay. or zombie? And when I say zombies, it could be movie, TV, music, video game, anything that you, you know. Sure. Yeah. Well, do you want to go like uh, one at a time, like around or just go shoot them off all at once? Like, I guess we could just shoot them off all at once because there's not really going to be like a lot of debate right that's true (laughs) (laughs) okay that's fair like you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) okay um well well my first zombie that i chose was daniel fortescue from medieval the video game for playstation one nice good good choice good game too very good game yeah um well technically he looks like a skeleton He's just bones, basically, with a little bit of like he's got a, an eye and a little bit of flesh, I think. But he he's still a zombie. I mean, he was resurrected by the power of magic, came out of a grave. So that's a zombie. Um, and it's a, just a really fun game. Uh, it's nostalgic. I, I played it a lot as a kid. They they remastered it. So if you have a chance, go check out Medieval. Uh, it's a great environment. Really sets the tone for this whole season. And um, it's kind of a good story. It's about a bumbling idiot who died in battle. And uh, his dad lied about it because his dad was like this brave king. And he's like, well, my son can't be an embarrassment to the kingdom. So uh, he died a hero's death. And then he uh, got resurrected by an evil warlock who the same warlock that killed him in battle years ago. He got resurrected and now he's got a chance for redemption and a chance to kill the warlock. So it's a great story. And um, just an overall fun time. So that's my first one. Yeah. They just remastered it on PS4 and PS5. So it's. There you go. I don't think I've ever played it. Is it PlayStation only? Yes. It is exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that would explain why I've never played it. (laughs) It's a great time, though, if you ever have a chance. So my, my number two. Uh, was Jason Voorhees from Part Six? <laughs> so this is one of the other methods of bringing a person back, and that is lightning. <laughs> Tommy Jarvis, of course, wants to dig up Jason at the beginning of this film and cremate him to put him to, to rest once and for all. But but lightning and Mother Nature has other plans. Lightning strikes the pole, brings Jason back to life, and um, creates one of the most fun and fourth wall breaking Jason movies there ever was. <laughs> um, I, I never would have thought to put Jason on the zombie list. I, I'm not, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I tried to go a little outside of the box because I didn't know exactly what you guys were going to be bringing to the table and I didn't want to step over your zombies. So <laughs> that was one of the things I thought too, is like uh, Frankenstein's monster. I'm like, is that technically it's a zombie because it's brought back. Yeah. So well, I thought I thought about putting that on my list, but I didn't, because otherwise I was going to do Peter Boyle from uh, uh, Young Young Frankenstein. Yeah, that's a good question. What do you think about that, Nicholas? 
But I, I was, was like, I was, is that I was, is that its own subgenre of like? I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I don't know. I've never. I mean, I, as you were talking about Jason, I immediately was like, well, what about Frankenstein's monster? Um, yeah, geez, I don't. I've never really thought of him as a zombie before, but I guess technically he falls into that category. That would change things for my list, but. <laughs> We I should put, put a, a poll up uh, for, on our social media and ask: Is Frankenstein's monster a zombie? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, be, because I mean, I guess not all zombies are like. I mean, not every genre of zombie puts them at like mindless brain, you know, like brain eating, like you know. Yeah. It would wouldn't it just basically be anything brought back from the dead could be classified as a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. I didn't put any of that style of thing on my list. Well, so as, do vampires count as zombies? Because don't you have to die first? Oh. Or do you just get bitten and become a vampire? I... You get bit and you become one, but the first one, I don't know how that... I don't know. Because uh, I thought like zombies were... I mean, I thought vampire, like vampires are called the undead so hmm hmm so yeah, i guess technically <laughs> they could too in some sense <laughs> zombies really branches out far oh man yeah. i mean, i just i just did research on like classic zombie i i didn't uh I... that's that's pretty much what mine was but yeah i did have the thought about frankenstein's monster <clears throat> Well, well, my third is a little more classic, but it's right. it's it's from a movie that I don't think you like too much, Nicholas, because I think there was a reaction once when we brought it up, and um, that is Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. Oh well, excellent uh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, like, I don't, I don't hate the movie. I just didn't. Okay. okay. Get, I just didn't get the like the obsession that some people have of like. Like the way people are with uh, like Christmas Story or Christmas Vacation around Christmas time, where they're like, "We have to watch this movie." That's like, there fair. Are there are people who are like, "I must watch Hocus Pocus. It's Halloween season." Yeah, like, and it's just like eh. maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it was the '90s and right around that that era when I was a spongy brain kid. <laughs> ah. So, but yeah, I mean, he's just a. This is a, just a funny character uh, played by uh, Doug Jones. Uh, makeup kind of looks like Edward Scissorhands a little bit. And uh, his story, of course, is that back in the day, he was poisoned by uh, Winifred Sanderson because he went after her sister. <laughs> so he ki- she killed him. And then, of course, later on in the movie, she brings him back through magic. So another another body that's resurrected through magic. And um, yeah, just a fun character from a, a fun movie. Okay. A must watch. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. It. Well, that, that's an interesting list. Oh, I do have uh, some honorable mentions too, but maybe okay. I'll save them until you guys are done, so I don't step over any of yours. All right, yeah. I've got some honorable mentions as well. Me, me too. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I knew, I knew when I, I limited it to three that amongst just how we always operate that we weren't going to be able to keep it to three, but yeah. Let's. All right, Justin. Let's hear your three. Yeah, you said to do three, so I wrote down eleven. <laughs> well, I too had Billy on my list. Nice. So I'll move on from that one. Uh, this is in no particular order. Like I said, I just wrote some of them down. Um, Solomon Grundy. Mm, I put oh, I put okay. on there as one of the top. Well, I have in my top five, but it was probably my top three. Especially you know being a, a DC fan, and especially I really like what they did with him in like the Injustice games. Like he's a really good character in that stuff, and he's always been kind of entertaining, especially in like the animated stuff and the movies. And I didn't read a lot of the comics with him in it, so I don't know too much about his comic work. Um, I mean, I'm aware of who he is through Injustice and the Lego games, and he was in one of the three Arkham games, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm aware of him. Like he's, I've seen him in. The animated stuff, but I don't remember if I've ever encountered him in reading the comic books. 
Okay, you said Billy, so I'll take him off. I also have uh, the Night King from Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, be- I believe he would be classified as a zombie. Yes. I, um, I did you not watch Game of Thrones, Jeremy? I did not. Oh, really cool character. He's one of the main villains that they throw the whole series. Yeah, yeah, pretty much right up to the end. Yeah. Cool character, extremely cool looking too. Oh, like okay. Did a good job of creating him. Cool. So I have him on there as one of my top three. Uh, I don't know why I, I really like that character. It could be the the iciness of his heart, the fact that he's always in the cold. <laughs> very, very relatable. <laughs> Do you, uh, should we mute Jeremy real fast and have a quick, uh, quick sidebar on the Night King? <laughs> I don't know if we need to mute him. <laughs> Yeah, I just won't say anything anyways. It's okay. Uh, well, I don't want to... Do you plan on watching Game of Thrones anytime soon? I mean, in some at some point in my life, I will, but you could go right ahead. You could say whatever you All want right. about the Night King. I personally didn't have a, a problem with how he got taken out, but I know a lot of people did. What, what Actually, what was your feeling on Season 8 of Game of Thrones? Uh, I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was pretty good it wrapped things up nicely his death you know it wasn't a bad way to go out not the way a lot of people thought yeah i know a lot of people were hoping for something other than than, what happened yeah then the the little one showing up and step but like i was i i do wonder if jess and i sitting down and over the course of like two months burning through all eight seasons like not having that like two year break in between seven and eight or however long it was. Yeah, that's about so, two like, years. Yeah, we we didn't have that like build up of ooh, what's this gonna like talking about like what's gonna happen and like re like we watched season one through season eight, like we seriously did it in like two months. Like if it even took us that long. We were burning through like two or three episodes a night. Like that's all we watched was Game of Thrones. <laughs> So like we we didn't have a chance to be like ooh like this is gonna happen or that's gonna happen or or like we didn't have that two years to really kind of like fixate on ooh how's this gonna end so like we just went right into it I didn't hate season eight the way a lot of other people seem to I think a reason a lot of people hated it was because of that big gap they were just kind of disappointed but like you said where you watched it all within a certain span it all just flowed together right and like some of the things that happened make sense because like you just saw it like if you watch season eight and you never rewatched like some of the original stuff you might have forgotten about some of the little things that happened where like if you're watching it like you know like you're knocking out a season a week you know yeah <laughs> like you know like okay all right so some of that little stuff pays off immediately you know like, I guess, like, maybe the same thing with Harry Potter. Like, I sat down and I read all seven books. Yeah. Like, I read all seven books, like, over the course of a summer. Like, I, was, you know. I wasn't told to do any research on books. No. <laughs> but, um, but, like, so, like, I didn't, I didn't have to wait a year or two in between each book. Like, I was just like, okay, and I'm reading the next one. Like, it was like, okay, I finished this one, I picked this one up. Like, I just had them in a stack, you know, it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like maybe, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't remember hearing people yell and scream about the end of Harry Potter the way I did the hear, hear about the end of game of Thrones, but right. And, all right. For that back to zombies. And the, uh, the third one, I'm going to skip that one. The third one I put on my list is Rob zombie. Nice. Oh, good. Wow. zombie. <laughs> oh. Outside of the box thinking there, <laughs> man, I can't believe I didn't even put, that honorable uh, mention, man. I'm disappointed with myself. <laughs> movies, great. Yeah. Um, I, I liked his Halloween remake. I, I agree. I agree. I, yeah. I thought they were actually pretty good. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen was Rob Zombie. So, does he get like really theatrical on stage? He does. He brings out like a big, uh, I don't know if it's technically a robot, big machine. Mm, cool. He's got that on. He's got like the different pyros and uh, everything. It was awesome. Nice. He he was on right before Corn because it was one of the Mayhem festivals. And he 
just blew the house down. Like everyone called for an encore. He came back out, did more stuff. I think Corn came out, did like two songs and just left. Because like Rob Zombie stole the entire show. Sweet. <laughs> nice. So I, I had to put him on my list as one of my top three favorite zombies. Good pick. I, uh, I like his music. Zombie come come a Rob. <laughs> I, I I'm a bigger fan of his music than I am his movies, but I I've not actually seen the Halloween remakes. To this day, the only Halloween I've seen is the one that I did a review for. So check that out. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that called? If people want to find that, <laughs> uh, horror through the decades. It's on the Media Pod Smash a uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> All right. I believe it's also streaming on Spotify. It, it is. If you want to just listen to it, it is streaming on Spotify. Yes. If you don't want to look at my uh, at this at my money maker, you know. <laughs> now, especially like what was it? Was it Twisted Metal had like his almost his entire soundtrack from Super Beast that album on there? Yeah. So it's he has to go on my list. All right. All right. Nice. Okay. So we'll we'll go with my top three. This is uh, probably in order, but you know, like talk to me next year. It might change. I don't know. Number one will probably never change. Shaun of the Dead. Mm, good one. Yeah. Um, number two, Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, see, I didn't go with movies. I went with actual zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shaun of the yeah. Dead would be one of the top zombie movies, but I I was going with characters. The zombie cast of yeah. Um, <laughs> see, that is uh, well, then you're probably not going to like number three, uh, <laughs> um, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Uh, <laughs> I think I think me and Jeremy had a different idea of what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why. I, I that's why I repeatedly said like movie, TV, you know, video games. Like yeah, you're just broadening up the characters we could pick. Okay, all right. Um, you know, well, I mean that that led to some more interesting discussion. That's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not. You you didn't handle it wrong because the <laughs> the the topic was kind of open for. Interpretation. It was. I, I feel know, okay. we, we we got chipped by putting all this extra work and looking up all these characters. <laughs> all right. I mean, my favorite three. Okay, then my favorite three zombies. Um, Rose McIver from I Zombie. Oh, uh, live live more. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, she was on my top five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, you can't. I mean, that yeah. your other picks are fine. I mean, it, it's still didn't zombies. The, it's the one, the one guy from Shaun of the Dead get turned into a zombie. Okay, uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick Frost from yeah, from, yeah. From and the living Dead. in the shed, just playing the game. Yeah, and and we'll go uh, with uh, Bub from uh, Day of the Dead. Okay, Perfect. there, there we uh, go. All right, are you happy? Three, three zombie characters. <laughs> yes. All right. Satisfied. So, so surprisingly, though, we didn't really have a lot of uh, like each other on the on the list. Now, it will be curious to see what the honorable mention is. Mm -hmm. I've got some good honorable mentions. Okay. Same. Are these also just zombie characters, not movies? Mine are Uh, still. Mine are still characters. All right. So mine are all still characters. You probably won't like. My honorable mention list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll go ahead and just list mine off real quick here. Um, first one is James Jones, fantasy zombie. <laughs> he came back in that one year and really uh, had some awesome stats, even oh. enough to make his way onto a t-shirt for fantasy. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, so, James Jones, fantasy zombie. All right, uh, Bill Murray in Zombieland, his cameo. Okay. Uh, yeah, not not technically a zombie. Oh, uh, true. Guy true. in zombie makeup. That's true, <laughs> but you know, he still it's it fits still, the right. vibe a little all bit. Right. I mean, it's 
if you want to get me out of technicality, that's there are no there are no wrong answers. (laughs) We've learned. Yeah, throughout all these years, people (laughs) should know that. Uh, And then our podcasts are our zombies because they came back from the dead. Oh, (laughs) all right. And Stubbs the zombie from the game Stubbs the zombie. Uh, It's a pretty fun game. It has like 1950s music. kind of takes place in that 50s idyllic suburban setting and uh you play a zombie named Stubbs. It's a good time. Go check it out. Stubbs the zombie. Yep. That's mine. I, that was that game. Like I is that a PlayStation exclusive game? Uh that one is on multiple consoles. Okay. So that was that was one of those games I always meant to play but I just never did. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. yeah. If you have Humble Bundle, I think it's on there. They just added it recently to that. It might be on the Game Pass. Okay, I'll have but, to look later. So, yeah, that's it for me. Okay, the honorable mentions I wrote down, uh, Evil Ash from Evil Dead 2. Mm. Okay. Um, I have two from, I don't know if you've seen Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. I put Cloris Leachman, just because she's a legend. And I put the random zombie that they get to sing Britney Spears with. I, I apparently don't remember that movie at all. The, the zombie singing uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time. I'll, I may, maybe I'll have to rewatch this movie because I just don't. Yeah, uh, based on those two things alone, it sounds like I must see this <laughs> as soon as not, possible. Have you not seen it? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, no. it's great. Pretty uh, sure I borrowed it from you once. You did. But, okay. Yeah. I say I know I watched it, but I'm having a hard time remembering it now. Uh, I remember liking it. I I put the random zombie from Shaun of the Dead when they first walking. Okay. And uh, let's see what the other two I got. A zombie TK Baja from the game Borderlands. Mm. They had an expansion with the, the zombie bundle. Nice. And then the last one I put on there was uh, Michael Jackson from the Thriller video. Oh, that's a good one. That's a very classic, iconic okay. one. Yeah. I figured he needs an honorable mention. for being... Didn't even think of that one. That's a good one. You guys um, put a lot more thought into your list than apparently I did. Well... Uh, it's our favorite. Well, it's my favorite season. I don't want to speak for everybody. <laughs> I mean, zombie movies are one of my my favorite genres. But like, I guess, like, I love the movies and I love the TV shows. But I never really got into the games as much. Sure. Like, Re- like Resident Evil has never really done much for me as a game. Oh, like, how it, how about honorable mention that dog that zombie dog from first Resident Evil? Boom! That's a good one. <laughs> you know that you know that bastard's coming, but every time. Yep. Still scares you. Probably one of the first video games jump scare things to get me. Yeah, every, every just, time. Yeah, you're just waiting. You're like, I know yeah. it's coming. I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I just never really got into the games. Um, like you know, the movies were fun enough to watch them, but like you know, I never really, I've never really gotten into any of the horror games. Like I just not a, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I just you know, not a style of game I gen- tend to like to play. So. Sure. Uh, all right. So my honorable mention list: um, The Walking Dead. All right. Which I'm going to put the TV show and the book on the on the list because I did I did read most of the book before Neptune closed. Yeah. Um, Z Nation, which was just a fun show, like it was dumb as all get out, but it was so well. The last season was kind of kind of weird, but the the first couple seasons of that show were just so much fun. Uh, Didn't uh, Asylum do that? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I believe we have given Z Nation some some love on this podcast in the past. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. Justin, you watched that one, didn't you? Uh, I started it. I didn't get all the way through it. Okay. Yeah, it gets really weird towards the end when, like, it becomes, like, I don't know. It just... It, it went it just it was one of those shows that like because it started off the rails like it just it never really tried to stay on them and and it just it got weirder and weirder and they kept trying to up the weirdness of it <laughs> and and by the end you're just like 
man, I'm kind of glad this is over. But at the same time, it was like, all right, that, that was fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zombieland, just as a whole. Oh, yeah. Came very close to being on my top three. Um, I only, I put Night of the Living Dead from 1968 on at number three because of the iconic nature of it. But uh, if if you talk to me on any given day, there's a good chance that Zombieland has overtaken that one. That one might even be number two. Um, has any of you seen a movie called Fido? No, but I, I've definitely no. remembered you mentioning it in the past. Okay. But um, go on. It, it is a zombie movie in which it's set in, in the future of a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's, it's set like it's 1950 something. Okay. Because everybody's walking around like it's Pleasantville. Um, and they have, they have managed to like completely wall off entire sections of the country. And then they will go out and grab a zombie, bring it in. And like they, they can tame it and they turn zombies into like basically slaves. Like, like, you know, they, you know, once you're a zombie, you're, less than you know whatever and they turn you into and um free labor <laughs> i think it i want to say it was billy conley was fido like him like he's like a zombie and and like i don't know it's funny but it's also like one of those like kind of you know well it does what the horror genre really sets out to do like you know it it tries to scare you and it tries to do you know stuff but the best horror also is teaching you a lesson at the same time Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, you know. Like I mean, that's the problem with a lot of modern horrors. They just want to scare you. They want to get in with the with the gore and the blah. But where you go back to the original, the you know, like the original of the Living Dead was also like kind of a polemic against racism as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, same thing with Fido. Fido kind of is teaching you a lesson. If you can find it, it's a little indie zombie movie that I just I saw and I just I loved that movie. It was so so good. Cool. I'll check that out. So, um, I, I guess I misunderstood my own uh, <laughs> instructions. Well, that or we misunderstood them. Yeah, it could have been us. Oh. Well, um, I'll tell you what. For, for next week, um, I've been working on my top three. And, Movies? And, and no, they're so far the, the two that I've got Definitely locked into number one and two are characters. Okay. All right. After the podcast, I'll need a refresher on what I'm supposed to do next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Do we do we want to tease out what next week is or do we wanna do we um, wanna have people come back and, and just you know learn at the time? Uh, well, that's up to you. What do you think? I mean, it, it could be bewitching to keep the uh, people in the to keep people in the dark. Ah uh, <laughs> nice. Can really, oh, oh. can really hone in on our craft. Oh wow, yeah. you guys are killing it tonight. <laughs> Just uh... I wish I was that quick. <laughs> I got nothing. I got no puns. All right. Well, then to uh, we kind of bring the zombie thing to an end anyway. It. Uh, I, I wrote this little paragraph here. So basically, it's my contention that the popularity of of the of the movie um, of the original Night of the Living Dead, the 1968 version, and the failure to copyright it basically created the genre that we have now. Due to the ability for to show it on TV all the time and people freely being able to find it, watch it. I mean, there's countless numbers of VHS and DVD editions because basically it's hard to stop like the Romero family or whoever originally owns it can't, it's hard to stop because of the copyright laws. Um, you freely created, uh, sequels like return of the living dead, which is, they were trying to say it was a sequel, but like really when you watch it is just a crazy balls to the wall, like, you know, off the, off the wall, uh, sequel that has nothing to do with the original. <laughs> um, uh, it also has scream horror legend, Lena Quigley getting, completely naked and for no reason. Hmm. 
<laughs> All right. But uh, if you watch that one, it's it's bizarre and it's fun. But it, yeah, they did a whole series of Return of the Living Dead. Um, but it, it's my contention that without them forgetting to copyright it, I don't know if the genre grows the way that it does. Um, I mean, obviously having that movie be good and being very popular and making, you know, a big statement at the time in 1968 helped, but basically being able to kind of freely copy it and, you know, nobody saying, well, we own the word zombie, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, we own this concept or something like that allowed for this genre to basically, because I mean, in the scheme of things, I mean, you said you found literary references back to the 1600s, but I mean, in the scheme of like, um, you know, some of the bigger all-time monsters, like Dracula's been around for centuries, vampires have been around for centuries, witches have been around for centuries, uh, the you know werewolves, the lycanthropes have been around for for cent. I mean, they've all been around forever. Zombies, I mean, some of the first movies were those guys. I mean, you look at the Universal Monster series. And, and they all include that. It, the zombie genre is a relatively newcomer, but it has kind of taken over and dominated the field. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's, it's also really easy to do. You just need a bunch of people, make them look dead. There's not a whole lot of special effects to it. Right. So Absolutely. you could probably do a lot of low budget ones too. Mm-hmm. Started in a small town with a bunch of folks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll make someone's list in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you ever get on some of those low budget sci-fi or horror genre uh, Roku channels, there yeah. are tons of bad zombie movies. Yeah. Even, even some uh, sci-fi originals. Yeah. yeah. Asylum has done enough. You know what zombie movie we didn't talk about? Zombie beavers, Tom Beavers. Oh man, that's a good one. Zombie <laughs> shark. Zom. Well, that one isn't so good. <laughs> um, no, I'm surprised it didn't make either one of your top list. Uh, zombie strippers. <laughs> I thought zombie about it, strippers. but I, I don't remember any of the characters from it. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's. I think that's one of the few movies that Jenna Jameson acted in where she wasn't doing what she's famous for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it it was bad metaphorically and, and it was, physically sucking. Yeah, um, it was it was bad. Um, I do remember the one scene where the one girl was launching ping pong balls from a particular part of her anatomy to kill zombies. Um, Classic. Yeah, that one was. <laughs> yeah, somehow that Robert, didn't... Robert England's in that too, isn't he? Yes, I think he's oh, the strip no. club owner. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow, when you became a stripper, you became a better zombie. Uh, no, when you became a zombie, you became a better stripper. Uh, if memory serves, was the overall plot of that movie? Oh. I think so. <laughs> Interesting. I guess, I guess you're more limber. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no that that one was that. Uh, yeah, I couldn't bring one, myself to put that on there. <laughs> no, that one didn't make the list. So. <laughs> no. So I guess, um, well, is there any, I mean, we've, we've, we've got our honorable mention list, but now is there anything you've thought of since that, I mean, you just thought of zombie beavers. I can't believe I forgot that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that is a good one. Actually, that movie was surprisingly like not that bad. Right. Wasn't what I remember. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, zombies, zombies was uh, yeah. Zombies was terrible, but it was that, that was garbage. <laughs> that that's when a zoo becomes infected and all the zoo animals. And so if you've ever wanted to see a zombie giraffe try to it's, eat people or a zebra, uh, I do want to see that. <laughs> or or a zombie gorilla, I think is uh, sounds that, awesome. That, that would actually be terrifying. A zombie gorilla. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, geez, I don't know. I mean, I can think of maybe some more games like, you know, Dead Rising. That's always a good one. Uh, Left for Dead. Left for Dead, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, <laughs> that is true. There was that whole 
there was that brief period of time where like for no apparent reason they just started putting zombies in like red dead redemption and call yeah. of duty and yeah like a couple other of those war games are like oh there's a zombie expansion pack yeah what's, what's that other one there's that is it, i don't think it's like snowpock not snowpocalypse but there's that one with the uh nazi zombies oh dead yeah Snow? could be yeah i just dead remember the, co- the covers got like a headless like the zombie head sitting there with the swastika on his head yeah yeah nazi zombies that's a whole nother subgenre yeah <laughs> yeah uh, there's there's another one that popped into my head, but I'll leave that one for when it's on recording. <laughs> I don't know what kind of thing it's going to spark, so I'll just I'll just hold that one. Okay. Are, are you sure? Because it could be fun. Or uh, we could. Uh, I, I was going to say Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know a lot of people who who try to make that joke or try to say that, but. I think that's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's. That's why I was like, ah, I don't know if I'll bring that one up. I just popped into my head. Um, I'm not commenting on that <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Well, then, um, if uh, if you find yourself out in the middle of nowhere and a, a small horde of of people come shambling upon you, are you? What was it? You find you find yourself craving brains. Find yourself craving brains, or you find yourself in a strip club where all the strippers are strangely tinted green and <laughs> seem to have more of an interest in your brain than your wallet. Um, <laughs> remember That's the kind of relationship I want. Remember that uh, stupid never walks alone. Yeah, uh, brains. brains.